Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com and you can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, The Law of Change and Bible Prophecy. The law of change affects everything that the Lord God created. Our God and Father and our Lord Jesus Christ stands unmovable amidst this change. Do not miss this post, Way of Truth, False Prophets, and Heresy heresies. It is a prophetic battle awakening to the truth. We look at the America today in its it's in trouble from the highest murder rates, political fights over more abortion, and endless immorality. And do not miss this post, prophetic winter of our discontent. We move from the pages of John Steinbeck's acclaimed novel, to the words of a Shakespeare play, and on to the current events in America. And do not miss this post on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post, Advocacy, Persecuted Church, Iran, Sudan, Fulani Classic at Warren Radio. This is a classic Warren Radio episode. We cover the not-so-popular pandemics as persecution continues. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising details a takeover of America. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of, a fo- of Mac, a former black ops sniper. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Having escaped death many times, can Mac save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. Go to DanaGlinsmith.com where you'll find the book, links to the book, and you can also sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. So go to DanaGlinsmith.com. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good kind of chilly tonight it is it's quite the change yesterday it was in the high 90s and tomorrow it's going to be in the 50s or 60s low 60s i believe yeah it's 63 right now burr 
And so we've dropped 30-some degrees. Yeah, that happens in Wyoming. It does. Well, you know, I mean, next month is October. We don't even want to think about October. We're still growing garden stuff. Yeah. And we've got a whole bunch of it left. we got a ton of work to do. Oh, man. And that's good, because I just as soon do that as uh, listen to all the politicians out of Washington. Or the social media. Or the social media. You know, we, we're we on social media, and I, I'm on there long enough to put our, you know, our articles and shows on there. But not really long enough on there to do anything else. I do look at news stories. I check what's the latest, you know. But there's a bunch of just nothing but fodder out there I'm not interested in. That's for sure. Not at all. So at any rate, we are doing our Isaiah series tonight. Okay. I have declared part 145 on battle lines brings Isaiah's prophetic book into the continuation of the deliverance of Judah. Many aspects of this, including Judah's falling away, were spoken of by the Lord aforetime. Yet, despite the warnings, the people did not heed. Yet now the Lord calls to the people and specifically commands them to hear. For now it is is the time that they must have ears to hear. God is leading his people, refining them and reminding them, I have declared. He has already spoken and foretold all. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Yes, indeed. And we begin in Isaiah 48 and verse 1. And we left off at Isaiah 47, 14, and 15. And most of this was geared towards Babylon. For instance, verse 13 of Isaiah 47 says, Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, stargazers, monthly prognosticators stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. See, the world loves all this various other stuff. And even in America, you know, in in America, we've really gotten bad. We've fallen away from where we used to be. You know, during the time of uh, President John Kennedy, when I was in sixth grade and he was assassinated, that went down in, in a moment for me as a sixth grader to always remember that. But you follow a lot of that and understand that Christianity was well ingrained in this country. That people, you know, we would no more have had the Satanist church come out like it has now and have uh, the global abortion in in America where um, anything, you know, they want to kill babies really early. And I'm not trying to get political, but the bottom line is the bottom line. The bottom line here is there's the Lord God, and there's a, a godly way, and there's an ungodly way. There is a, a place where Judah should have been, and she wasn't. And... Uh, So when we start dealing with the fact that she was sent into captivity in Babylon and all of the ifs, ands, wherefores, and buts, and then now we're working on she's being delivered because she's already paid 70 years and God's going to bring her back. See, the whole whole thing of it is, is that even when she comes back, she still has to remember in whom she has believed. And that's what we have to do as believers today in Yahshua. And that's what America needs to do. And we've got a White House that has every kind of uh, corruption you can think of. And, you know, this has nothing to do about political. This is 
totally moral or immoral. And, and this is where the issue is. And we don't believe as a nation we have, you know, a God that is going to hold us responsible for that. But he will. And he will hold others responsible. And so when you begin to look around and understand that America now is going through some judgment, some things that are definitely not good, we... We have a lot of issues at hand, and it's not just in America. It's global. And so we, for all intents and purposes, could say, you know, with certainty that we are in these last days, especially the ones that Paul talked about when we discussed the perilous times, the mystery of iniquity, mystery Babylon. And see, we're discussing Babylon. And I've done a lot of comparisons in this as I've gone through this. And it's important for America to understand that there are principles ingrained in Isaiah that are not going to go away. You can call it Old Testament. You could call it Jewish. You can call it Hebrew. You can call it false. You can tell God to go to hell if you want. But there's one solid fact, whether you like it or not. The Word of God is the Word of God. Yahshua is the Son of God, Jesus, as we know him today. And he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And the Father sent him, put all power into him. And in Revelation 1, he calls himself the Almighty. So make no mistake about it. That when we look and we see God challenging all the, all the various nations, and he does through the Old Testament using the prophets, you can be sure that God today is saying, I'm not going to go there with you. That is not okay. And so th these are things you have to understand. Now, see, for the most part, people don't want to listen. And uh, it's important that you do. But here now in chapter 48 of Isaiah, we look at what we call the refining. And here we have a number of things going on. And we'll get into that. And of course, you have the whole thing centering around Judah. And Judah is part of the whole of the Israel that God called out. They are of Jacob. And, and they were brought into the land. And of course, by the time Jacob is here, you know, Israel has already been divided. They don't have all the land that they used to. And by the time we get to this, we've had the northern tribes carried away by Sennacherib's dad or father, very famous uh, king in his own right, because he did take the northern tribes captive and removed them from the land. And, uh, of course, they always do leave some behind, to take care of the crops and things and uh, because that becomes that belongs to the conquerors and so y you get over here to Jacob now and uh, which is Judah and God is going to be calling them out he's going to be saying some things he's going to be directly speaking to the house of Judah in Babylon I mean, if you're going to deliver them, you have to speak to them. And he speaks to them through his prophet. And the prophet does not assume to say, I, Isaiah, the mighty prophet of God. You, you are not going to hear him say that for the most part. You know, prophets are told what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. And after that, it's done. You don't interject prophet in between you and God. So in verse 1 it says, Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel. That's because they were Israel. And are come forth out of the waters of Judah. And so you have Jacob 
referring to, you know, you have the main roots. You have Jacob, you have Israel, you have Judah. And, of course, remember, there's a whole bunch of other tribes in there that are gone, that are dispersed. Which swear by the name of the Lord and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth nor in righteousness. Now, see, they swore all the time, you know, as far as to the Lord God. They they kept the peace. They did a lot of the stuff, but they were also serving other gods. And in the last part of Judah, you know, Jeremiah was warning them and they wouldn't listen. They were passing their children through fire into Baal. Which, in essence, is, is Satan himself. It, it, it's a sacrifice to the devil. And, uh, you know, when we, when we talk about abortion, abortion is the same thing. It's a sacrifice to Satan. It's blood. Now, and, and that did make the news by the Satanist church that is famous now in America and got really big. They have a number of uh, followers, and they promote Satanism. And one of Biden's people that he appointed, which is uh, some kind of a a director of the monkeypox stuff, and he doesn't have any. He's a doctor, yes, but he practices more other things that you wouldn't want to know about. But uh, he is an avowed Satanist. That's the way it is. That's what we got up there now. And Israel, you know... Both of the houses got in trouble. And when you don't know who your God is, you call him one thing. See, and this is what the point is in the very first verse. Hear ye this. That's not an if. That is a listen to this. And he mentions Jacob, Israel, Judah, the Lord, the God of Israel, and then he says, <laughs> you swear by the name of the Lord. This is Yahweh. You don't swear by Yahweh and lie about it. And make mention of the God of Israel. But he says, not in truth, nor in righteousness. Now, see, we're at the end of this. This is when they're coming out. But see, God is still challenging them to let them know. You need to listen. They flowed out out of the waters of Judah, the source of Judah. They swear by the name of the Lord and mention the God of Israel, but not in truth. And see, this is where we get in trouble. You know, in Psalm 25 through 9. Now, see, this is, this is where they should be. We will rejoice in thy salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banner. Banners, plural. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions, whatever you request of him. Now know that I, the Lord, saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. That is the Lord. Now see, even in today, in the new covenant, serving Yahshua by faith, born again through the Spirit, coming unto the Father in his name, this is the kind of stuff we want. These are the kind of promises we have to stand on. Rejoicing in the salvation of the Lord. And in the name of, the God, of our God, we will set up our banners. What are some of the banners? Jehovah Sidkin you, the Lord our righteousness. There's a whole bunch of the banners. His banner over us is love. See, we will set up our banners in the name of our God. Why? Because he loves us. We love him. We do what he says. But see, they weren't like that. They were saying one thing and doing another. But today, folks, do you think God is going to save a nation called America when you have turned your back on holiness and righteousness? And, and our churches have too. And 
we have a major issue in the world today, and it's going to be that way, because there is going to be a great falling away. There's also going to be those that are going to be coming to the Lord. But the falling away really occurs when we look at society itself. And we can look at Judah for sure, and we can see that, what happened to him. And we can see what's happening in America. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. Well, you'll say, well, we don't, we don't trust in chariots and horses, and I'll tell you, you do. You trust in your cars. You have nice houses. You trust in your uh, doctor and your medicines. You trust in your army to protect you. You trust that the bullet you put in your gun is going to protect you from an enemy. You send your, your uh, young men and older men into war. You have rockets prepared to send to blow people up. See, that's what the nations of men believe in. See? And right now, you have Putin, you have Z, and you have uh, Iran entered in, all into a protection covenant. We call it a blood covenant. To protect them against the West. Because you see. Iran. Has been around. Uh, long enough. And so has Biden. For all him and his. Minions. To beg. Iran. To listen to him. And they're going to give him some more money. You know Obama gave him a bunch of money. Millions. And they're still trying to figure out where did all the money come from and why didn't anybody say any and how could he give Iran all that money, which goes right into the pocket of jihad. So these are the issues. And if you want to win in the name of the Lord, then you need to get with the program. But like the Satanists, they say that... Uh, you know, the way we worship Satan is through abortion. That's the same way that the children of Israel, when they were casting their kids in the fire under Baal. Now, here's another time to remember for Israel. 1 Kings 3, 5 through 6. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in upright of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him his great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And so he goes on to ask for wisdom. God gives it to him. He becomes well known for that. But in the end, Solomon fell away. And the house of Israel was divided into two houses. Israel and Judah, the southern tribes, which had Benjamin in it. It also had the priests and everything, the Levites. And so they never did, again, regain that power, authority, and majesty as they had under Solomon. And they never had the might of conquer that the warrior King David provided for them. In Zechariah 8, 6 through 9, here's, here's a promise. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people these day, in these days, should it also be marvelous in my eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. This is the second verse. In these verses, he says the Lord of hosts in three of four verses. And when you hear that, then you know that the that the law which says let everything 
be confirmed by two or three witnesses. And the Lord repeats this, the Lord of hosts, three times, the Lord over all agencies, absolute power and authority. If it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of, these, of this people in these days, should it also be marvelous in my eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. That's actually the fourth time there. So they're, they're used quite a time. I didn't see that other one in there. So there's one, two, three, four of them, five of them, because the last verse has it, five. So in other words, don't forget. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I'll save my people from the east country and from the west country. And I'll bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and they shall be my people, and I'll be their God in truth and righteousness. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Let your hands be strong, you that hear in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets, which were in the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid, that the temple might be built. And that's what God did do. The Lord delivered him out of Babylon by the hand of Cyrus. And Cyrus commanded him to go back, rebuild the temple, and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Rebuild it and live there. Because they had already paid the penalty. But see, the key here is remembering that these were God's people that should have known better and they didn't. And it shows the authority and the power. In verse 2 it says, For they call themselves of the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. Now see, the problem again you have is, Yeah, I, I'm a Jew and I'm from Jerusalem. The holy city of that God. The God of Israel is our God. And the Lord of hosts is his name. You know. They call themselves of that. He says. This is what the prophet is saying. But the problem of it is. He just got done saying. That they don't. They don't mean it. They don't know truth. They don't walk in righteousness. Now, we can call ourselves in America a Christian nation until the Lord comes. And you can have all kinds of houses of worship that lift up the God of Israel, our great and mighty God and our Father, who sent his only begotten Son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. We can say that until he comes again. But unless you're walking in the light as he is in the light, that's 1 John 1. And unless you received him, 1 John 1, I mean John chapter 1. And if you're born again to the Spirit, John chapter 3. And if you've confessed your sins, you can read about that in Romans 3 through 7. I mean, there's, you need to walk in the light. You need to repent. You need to receive him. You need to really be his and that's what he wanted from the Jews now see the Jews had the law that they followed but the whole issue was even when you go back as far as Sinai you had Caleb and Joshua and the Lord said of him said of them that they had a different spirit about them When all the all the spies went into the land, Joshua and Caleb were ready to go in and take it, but the others weren't. So there was a rebellion in the camp, and God wasn't happy. So they ended up wandering around the desert for 40 years before, so that generation could die off. Abraham was not justified by the law. Abraham was justified by faith because he believed God. So when we talk about faith and we try to set, well, you know, we're, we're supposed to be by faith. We're totally different than them. No, you weren't. You just think they were. They weren't. 
even if they were keeping the law, they still had to have some kind of faith. They still had to believe that there was a God up there. And calling yourself of Abraham, you're not of Abraham if you don't believe. I mean, you can get a circumcision, but see, that's that was the law, so they did. But there was a lot of them that didn't have that. So what I'm saying here is that God is pressuring this group of people he's bringing out. And he wants to emphasize that this is not a game. I'm not going to continue to send you into captivity and bring you out again. You're going to have to understand this. What did the Lord say when he wept over Jerusalem? He said, your house is left unto you desolate. And when Titus came in, he destroyed the temple and Jerusalem. And their house, their temple was destroyed. It wasn't until 1948 that they finally got their their land back, and a nation. But they still don't have the temple. They have places that they can meet. So once you lose America, America, once you turn this thing over and give it to a bunch of people who want to serve Satan and serve other gods, then you have officially lost the covenant and the blessing on this land called America. And I'm telling you that right out. Because God is not going to mess with you. He has blessed you. He has blessed this nation. He delivered you during World War II. And you came out of World War I. There's a lot of things you went through. Now we have pastors sitting in these churches, beautiful edifices, whose hearts are far from the Lord. And we have even some major, major church denominations who have been leaders for centuries that are not where they need to be. See, although these Jews called themselves of the holy city, they didn't worship God in sincerity and truth. What did the Lord tell the woman at the well? There's coming a day when neither in Jerusalem or anywhere else are you going to go to worship God. God is looking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth. The new covenant has the temple of God in us. The spirit of God dwells in us. And we are part of the body. And we await for the king who is Lord over all. But see, Jerusalem has always been known as the holy city. The temple was there. The ark was there. David was there. Solomon was there. But the ark is hidden somewhere. The temple's destroyed. They got a wall that they worship at. But see, Kylan Delish even says, even in Babylon, they, meaning the Jews, would pride themselves on this and suppose perhaps that it entitled them to divine protection and favor. The fact that they had been chosen by God, the fact that they were the ones in Jerusalem, the fact that they're the ones that had the ark, the fact that they're the ones God brought out of Egypt, etc., etc., etc. But that's not the case. Because when you give them lip service, but your heart is far from them, that's an issue. Now, one thing is good, and we're, we haven't covered this, but this is in Isaiah 52. 
there's ten verses here. And and this really speaks about re- repentance. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. The holy city, for henceforth there shall no more come in to thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Now there will be a time that the final Jerusalem, the temple of God, will be on this earth, the heavenly Jerusalem. It will be perfect. But in Revelation, Jerusalem is known spiritually as Sodom and Egypt. Worldly, carnal, corrupt. And you have major religions fighting over the Middle East. And so the issue is nobody takes into account that the spilling of the blood to take Jerusalem and fight over it all the time. the spilling of innocent blood will defile the land. We have a lot of stuff that's going on. We've got a lot of stuff that's going to go on. And God is even going to bring nations down there to surround them. And he says openly that he will judge the nations there. So the sinner... For everything that we look at prophetically centers around Israel. It doesn't center around Satan. It does not center around America. It does not center around the UN or Russia. Russia is going to be one of those nations that are going to be summoned down and they will be destroyed. Iran will be another one. China will be part of the armies of the East. They too will meet their end. Shake thyself from the dust and arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith the Lord, you have sold yourselves for naught, and you shall be redeemed without money. For thus saith the Lord God, my people went down aforetime into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrians oppressed them without cause. Now therefore, what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for naught? They that rule over them make them to howl, saith the Lord, and my name continually every day is blaspheme. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that does speak. Behold, it is I. And this is a beautiful verse we all like. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace, that brings good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together they shall sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Now these are picture of the, of the fulfillment of the millennium. Break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Very prophetic here. Now see, when those when the Jews were returning home, they would have felt these verses exactly. They would have said that's the fulfillment as well. And you can find prophecy that has a local, more immediate fulfillment. But the long-term effects, really, when we look at it, when this is all said and done, God will bring Zion. And this will be a gorgeous place. And it will no more have sin, iniquity, the uncircumcised of heart. Now you see, 
you have this conversation. You'll have what the Lord is speaking and how and we can say human beings. You know, he's speaking to Israel here. But let's face it, Israel, the Jews, and everybody over there don't have the market on being stubborn and sinful, obstinate, and refusing to listen. Now, if you think that is true, you need to rethink it. Because there isn't one Gentile, and I'm a Gentile. There ain't one. And there ain't one Jew. There ain't one human born on this world's earth. That was absolutely perfect and anointed except for Yahshua when he came. Verse 3, I have declared the former things from the beginning. And this is the theme he does throughout. They went forth out of my mouth. I showed them. I did them suddenly and they came to pass. Huh. You know, that's why it's really easy. You know, we have people today that are woke. And so they have different pronouns. They, them, she, there's some of them are cats, some of them are dogs. I mean... And all these are unclean spirits that are being poured out upon these people that are doing this. I mean, that's how they got that way. But if you're biblical, if you know the Lord, you get into Scripture. In the beginning, God created everything. And among that was a male and a female. And that's what God created. And it don't make, you know, I mean, if you want to call yourself all those things, that's up to you. I ain't going to mess with it. You know, your name may be Judy, but maybe you want to be called Herman the Cat or something. Fine, I don't care. But I'm telling you right now, when you stand before God, the biblical birth name, that you were, if you were baptized with. See, there was a time that everybody born, you know, automatically in the hospital, all the boys were circumcised. Automatically. First thing they did. God's already declared this stuff. And of course... Psalm 2 tells us that y'all, and I'm speaking to the nations now, are going to reject all that that God did. And you're going to decide to do your own things. You're going to want to break forth the bonds that God has put on this earth. But see, in the end of that Psalm 2, it says, kiss the sun lest he be angry. In other words, that's the warning. You want to kiss the sun. How do you do that? You repent, you come unto him, and you serve him. Verse 4, because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck, thy neck is as an iron sinew, and thy brow brass. Now see, he's talking of the stubborn Jews here. But like I said, we got stubborn Chinese. We got stubborn Russians and Japanese. We got stubborn Muslims. We got stubborn Christians. We got stubborn Black people, white people, every color. You know, I mean, if you're born on earth and you're a human being, you were born into sin. You're not perfect. And you're going to find obstinate and stubborn and refusing to listen. And that's why you have to guard your heart. That's why sometimes people that need saved, you need to soak that heart with prayer. But God didn't give up on Israel. He continued to work with them because he knows. He knows. Even for humans today. He knows his creation. He knows how much it's going to take before you begin to think. And suddenly you'll think, you know, I'm going to rethink what I was thinking. 
because this isn't working out very good. Verse 5, I have even from the beginning declared it to be. Before it came to pass, I showed it thee, lest thou should say, My idol has done them, my graven image, my molten image has commanded them. See, that's what the children of Israel, I mean, they should have known better. I mean, the history of Israel should have known better from the beginning. But see, even Moses warned them from the beginning. God threatened to totally cut them all off. If it hadn't been for Moses intervening for the children of Israel, they would have been destroyed in the desert because of their stubbornness. Moses told them that they were stubborn. He knew firsthand. But God doesn't give up on it. There was a covenant. And because of Abraham and the faith that Abraham had, and he believed God, the children of Israel, even to this day, God has a favor towards the children of Israel. And he will bring them along. Even Paul says, all of Israel shall be saved. Verse 6 says, Thou hast heard, see all this, and will not you declare it? I have showed thee new things from this time, even hidden things, and thou didst not know them. They are created now, and not from the beginning, even before the day when thou heardest them not, lest thou should say, Behold, I knew them. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Boy, in school, I mean, that's the way it was, a college you know, in your job. Well, I knew that. You know, you tell somebody something. I knew that. You know, like, are you stupid? Why do you tell me that? I already know that. Because I'm smart. That's what we do. Instead of saying, well, thanks. You know, I needed that. I needed to hear that. You know, I didn't know that. And that, that is a quirk in some people's uh, personality today. But today, people don't even talk. They just soon shoot you dead. In some of our areas, America has turned into war zones. Your inner cities aren't safe. Why? Because we've turned away from the Lord. You know? And they're worried about global warming. Are you kidding me? Global warming? You worried about global warming? You need to be worried about global sin. I'll give you global warming. Get into Peter and read him. He says, seeing that the earth, er, the earth will be consumed by fire, what manner of men should you be in all conversation? You know, good conversation. You know, good. In other words, you should be nice. Sins is the world's going to get burned up anyway, guys. Don't you think you ought to be nice to one another? Don't you think you need to repent before God? Don't you think you need to think about the end? No. Because we're America, and everything's going to work out. we got tons of people coming over the border. we got the inner cities. That's a mess. We hate one another. We're not civil to one another. We hate, we're divided, and we're stupid. For all the knowledge we have in the world, knowledge is not going to save you. Even Paul talked about this. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What's the truth? Yahshua, knowing the Lord, repenting, and he can heal you. Now, see, the whole conversation when we get into Israel is they should have known better, but they didn't. They did serve other gods, and they paid for it. And they did get back into the land. God brought them back there. And they were where they needed to be at that time. But they have paid. Over all the time they've been here, the Jews have really paid. 
But we're coming into a different time. It's not just about the Jews anymore. Where they're living in Jerusalem, that's going to be a hot spot. Verse 8, he says, Yea, thou heardest not. Yea, thou knewest not. Yea, from that time that thine ear was not open, for I knew that thou wouldest deal very treacherously and was called a transgressor from the womb. Well, you know, we are known as transgressors from the womb anyway. We're born into sin. And there's, there's an age of accountability. When you're a baby, you don't know any different. But there's that proclivity for humans to sin. That's why Christ died, because he can deliver you from that. Verse 9, he says, For my name's sake will I defer my anger. For my praise will I refrain for thee, that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted, and I will not give my glory unto another? Now, I got news for you, folks. America and the world are in the furnace of affliction. But really, America is in a furnace of affliction. To wake them up. You haven't arrived. And all the agendas that they're trying to do, everything they're trying to do. Doesn't amount to anything. You know, it would be nice if we can just say, you know, call them up and, you know, call up the leaders of the country and say, hey, do you think for a moment we could get along and repent before God and really be that way so God can uh, heal our land? Well, America would say no. Well, I don't believe in God. You know, and I've had like one kid tell me, and I talked to him. He says, well, I serve Satan and Jesus Christ. I said, you can't do that. Well, he did. We talked for a while and he disappeared. But, you know, people today don't listen. They're like Israel was. <laughs> they don't want to listen. Not at all. I mean, it's... Why wouldn't you want to listen if it would make your life easier? Why wouldn't you want to save the lives of your family? But see, there's a lot of issues here today. And when we go through this and look at history, now Paul told us, that these things are written aforetime for our edification, for our learning, our understanding. Now, we need to understand this. And that's all there is to it. The promise for the Jews went through Isaac, not Ishmael. But even though it didn't go through Ishmael, God still gave Ishmael a big nation and a promise. Ishmael had 12, and Isaac had 12. And in the world today, both the side of Ishmael and Isaac are big and influential in the world. And the Gentiles are as well. But the whole issue here now surrounding Israel 
is understanding what they did before. And God educating them through the prophet. You can't do those things. Remember this is where you were. And I have chosen to bring you back for my glory. And that's what we want. In your judgment, O Lord, have mercy. In your judgment, heal us in this country. And we need to be healed world, worldwide, but it's, it's not going to happen. But there will be leaders that will rise up that will make you think that's what's happened. So today it's time to draw close to the Lord. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of Israel. Pray for America and pray for yourself and your family. Pray for the persecuted church. Father, we thank you for this day and for this study. Lord, we bless you for your goodness. Move on the hearts of those that hear this word whenever they hear it. And bless them. Teach them and help them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Amen. Okay, Tower. So, and on we move. Okay, here I am. Yes, onward... onward. That makes me think of onward Christian soldiers. Yeah. Marching as to war. Yeah. We are in a battle. Well, we are. Well, we've got uh, a little ways to go. But we're not too far from chapter 50. So that's good. Yes, it is. Because there's a lot of good parts left. That's so, right. You know, the prophet spends a lot of time here with the Jews going in. You know, the captivity and everything and the judgments. But there's a lot of good stuff ahead. It's very rich. It is. And uh, we're going to have to get out of here. But you do have a little bit of time to say goodbye. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. And we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. Please stay safe and be careful. And look to the Lord in all your ways. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Go up in the top nav bar. We have a lot of series that you can listen to. Isaiah alone is 145 episodes. This is a long-running run, episode, and it's done on purpose this way. So... Be sure to check out our websites. Check out my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. Go to danaglennsmith.com and get on our book page. Read some of that. Get the book. You can. It has a lot of different things. Click the links. Go to them. Get the book. Read it. And send me the comment of what you think on it. Get the book, The Rising. I spent a lot of time on this part of pop part two, and uh, it's a good book. I enjoyed writing it, but it was one of those books. Till next time, shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.